This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. Hey, what do you say we do a podcast on a Thursday? Nice, sunny, warm Thursday, Al Dukes. Well, it could be a good day down the shore. How are you? Uh, yes, already very warm, Jerry. I went and uh, took the dog out, even though she hasn't pooped, peed, or eaten anything but grass in about 30 hours. Oh, boy, dude, that's not good. Yeah, I, uh, what are we doing here? I see other people with dogs. Nothing happens to them. They're just dogs. They're like, I feed my dog wood chips, and it's fine. It's, I, don't, I don't know what I got myself into, Jerry. I've dealt the, I, listen, I've dealt with the same thing with the cats. It's like, you know, you, I mean, the first cat we had, which I've always told you the story, we didn't want. We weren't looking for a cat. We were dog people. And, you know, 18 years really had no issues with her at all. Like, this is great. Yeah. And we've had three since. One died of cancer, basically, at the age of two, which was heartbreaking. Um, and now, you know, a couple weeks ago, I had a scare with the other one. Seems like he's okay, but it's like the amount of money I've spent on this cat already is unbelievable. Yeah. And it's like they're indoor cats. Like, what could go wrong? Well, everything's gone wrong right. with, the, with the couple. So I get it. I understand. Right. I feed this dog the same dog food every day. What what could possibly be making this dog ill? I don't know. I really I, would get. I really would get her to a vet. Yeah, I'm calling today. It's enough. Yep, it's enough already. I'm calling yep. the other greyhound people. Then I'm calling the vet. Let's go. Yep, I agree. I need to get the oil changed on this dog. We'll have a lot more coming up on that in the warm-up show soon. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> yes. Jerry, I actually feel like I'm like legitimately losing my mind with all of the racism talk. My dog now. like I'm legitimately like, do I need to take a week off and just not turn anything on and just veg out for a week? I might. I you might know, be at that point. Because I'll tell you what I did just now. I Googled how to get a gun in New Jersey. Legitimately. I Googled how does one get a firearm for the home. That's where I'm at right now. And it turns out you just go down to your local police station and begin the paperwork. That's what I'll be doing later today. Um, I would say when all this began, uh, maybe not even when it all began, I would say maybe about a month ago on one of our Zoom meetings with our boss, he was asking about, about vacation time. Yeah. And really urging us. To get it in, and you need to take time. Like, he cannot just work every day. Right. And I don't disagree with him. Um, you know, I'm waiting for Boomer. I am pretty much of G's vacation. I'm waiting for Boomer to set his vacation, and then I will take a week off because I do agree whether it's, you know, issues like this, social issues we're talking about, whether it's just games every day and the monotony of that whether it is just, you know, sports news and right. or just the idea of waking up every day in the middle of the night and doing what we do, I think the week off breaks up uh, and allows you to refresh. So while I'm not a big fan of taking a week off and not going anywhere, like to me a vacation is not sitting home every day. I like going places, and right now that's going to be hard to do. I do think the week off at this point to clear our minds is not a bad thing because we've dealt with coronavirus. We have dealt with... This, we're dealing with protests, we're dealing with looting. Uh, yesterday, in many places in New Jersey, there were tornadoes. Um, it has been, it's been one 
just crazy thing after the next. So, yes, Al, I think if you were to take a week off, I think that might be a very good thing to do. Because I am at the point now where I am sick of hearing talk show hosts speaking not what they believe, but what they think they are allowed to say. And that sucks. It's a very odd, yeah, I mean... It sucks. I, I, I hear Geo dancing around things. I hear Boomer dancing around things. I'm dancing around things. It sucks. That's not that's not what what talk radio is. Talk radio is, as Jim Rome used to say, or maybe still does, have a take, don't suck. Well, now it's like, have a take that is acceptable or will be coming for your job. That's what that's what talk talking talk talk shows are right now Jimmy. have a take don't suck is that what he used to say That's what, remember when we, oh, and i think he still says it for the callers if you're gonna call have a take don't suck <laughs> I like, like that. have a strong opinion S- sports talk political talk general fun guy talk howard stern talk was always based on what is going on in the world today pick a side and have a strong opinion on it and argue it out yeah, That's not where we are today. As now long it's as, if, if, as long as your as long as your argument is on a particular side, it's okay. If not, like this, Drew Brees really bothered the crap out of me today. It bothers me. The if story I was Drew, or he, the fact that he apologized, or everything people, about it, got it, everything about it. If I was Drew Brees, I'd walk in the locker room and go, "I'm retiring now, and I'm moving out of New Orleans. Enjoy two and twelve. And none of my charity work. Bye-bye. See you. Going to hide now. That's what I would do if I was Drew Brees today. I would. I'd go right in the locker room. Sorry, guys. Retiring. I'm good. Got plenty of money. Did all my talking on the field and off the field up until this horrendous thing I evidently said. So, goodbye. I'm out of here. Goodbye. Get that lefty guy who's the running back, sometimes a wide receiver, sometimes he'll be your quarterback. I'm leaving. Goodbye. Dave Jameis Winston. Good it's boy. funny yeah, how you got James Winston. Here you go. Enjoy. What's amazing to me, in a, in a, in a, on, a, on a serious note, it is amazing to me how people can see things the same yet so different. If that makes yes. any sense, like the no, it's as if this is how I saw it. So you've got Drew Brees speaking for almost three minutes on how we need to do better. We have to be better. We need to come together. We need to be unified. Blah. I mean, all this stuff he is saying, which great. And then he's asked a question about you know him personally with the flag, and how he won't do that. He doesn't agree to do that. And then other people saw it as if, how dare you do it? Which right. is not what he said. He said he won't agree with it, right. but he never said you can't do it. And it was a, and the one thing that really bothered me today, and I believe it was, I think it was Jacoby. I'm trying to think of the name of the show. It was an ESPN show. It was Jacoby and whoever that is. I don't, I don't know what the show is, but that's where I was trying to find different sounds because I was tired of playing the same sound. And I came across this video with that rapper Killer Mike, who I brought up during the show, who really has been a rock star through a lot of this with a lot of the clips that we were talking about. He's been really good. And what really bothered me is kind of like what we were talking about the other day with the extreme media. So the way it was presented to Killer Mike was, so Drew Brees, you know, it wasn't Drew Brees believes this about society. And then when he was asked about Kaepernick, added this. What would be your take on what he said that to me would be the proper way to do it and then get the totality of his comments instead it was literally they were talking about Kaepernick and they were talking about Russell Wilson and then all of a sudden one of the hosts then says to him and oh by the way with Kaepernick and the kneeling Drew Brees today said uh, no good like what and I'm, I, he didn't exactly say no, no good but I'm saying he literally just said this is what Drew Brees said today about that what are your comments and it was almost like the guy was like what and then just based on that, because he didn't hear anything else, no one told him anything else, had no idea he said everything else he said, attack. And I, you know what? If it was presented to me that way too, I get it. How do you present it that way though? And that's what I'm talking about with the leftists and the extreme right and the media just literally taking things out of perspective. It's just, it's unreal how things the, the what the way the narrative is in this country with specific sports and oh by the way 
And a caller did bring this up, and he's right, because we do this, but we do it for fun. It's exactly what we were talking about the other day, about how an athlete will talk for six or seven minutes about a game and about a player, but he'll say one weird thing about another player, and that's the story. Nothing else. Yep, It it drives you nuts. And a lot of this, to me, is media-driven. And I was seeing that, you know, so during the show, Drew Brees had put out an apology. Right? Yes, on Instagram, yes. And I could just, what I wanted to see was a video of Drew Brees proofreading that a billion times, running it by a thousand people before he put it out. Because you know that's going to go over, get, get uh, gone over with a fine-tooth comb by everybody looking for something that we could take out of context of what Drew Brees said. So, like, he had to have written that apology yesterday. And then just for the rest of yesterday and all of this morning, reread it a thousand times, sent it through public relations people, run it through some teammates. Like he had to have, he couldn't have just hit before he hit send. And probably when he hit send, he he thought, oh, maybe I should have looked at that one more time. You might be right, yeah. Because I'm sure it's going over right now under a microscope. Probably, and I would agree he probably had a PR firm look at it. I, w- I would think that. I mean, I don't know that, but I would think that. And it's funny, after watching you know, the Michael Jordan documentary, The Last Dance, was very popular, and, and most people saw that in our audience, I would think. And it's funny because like, he was criticized for not speaking on social or racial yeah. issues when he was a player, and he had that line, Republicans buy sneakers too. Sure. He was right as far as... He do, he doesn't get involved. He did not get involved in any of that stuff. So there were no quotes to take out of context. There was no pissing off the other side, whatever the other side was. He just talked about basketball. He just played hoops. And talked about hoops. And he did talk about his players, but only in their their play on the court. Right. That was the smartest thing. It's like I like this uh, these guys on Barstool. Uh, pardon my take. Yep. They do a podcast. These guys never get involved in any of this nonsense. And I wish I could be like them to see something and not argue back with somebody, like to have that uh, restraint. restraint. And, you know, th- th- it's all still light and fun, light and fun. The world is on fire and they're still having light and fun. Yeah. And not, and I'm sure they're getting tweeted about all this stuff. Sure. But it's but the, it's all, and I wish I could be like that. And and I just I need to tune out of everything. And maybe I and maybe I have that because I have kids. Yeah. Um, because as I said to you, I think on Tuesday, you know, I'm not putting a statement out like that. I mean, a lot of people in a lot of different fields are writing stuff. For me, I really believe it starts in the home. If you want, you know, it's like anything. If you want to change things, it's got to start at the ground level. And as a father, to me, that means with my young kids, they have to. I feel like I've done good in that part of my life. Now I need to make sure that they know that and that they don't get clouded elsewhere along the way. That's how everything happens. It's nothing that's going to be. Even Russell Wilson even said it. Uh, it it might have been him. Someone We played a lot of clips today. I'm a little confused with who it was. But someone said, it's not like you're just going to flip the light switch and things are going to change. A lot of bad people out there with a lot of bad thoughts. That's not going away anytime soon. It's got to start from a young age, and that's got to grow. And I think it's generation that gets better and better each year, each couple of years. Because, you know, the awareness is great. That's what we need. I agree. But it's got to start with the kids. It has to. Because if they develop bad habits at a young age, boy, it's going to be hard to change. It's like anything. It's going to be very difficult to change them. And that's where I think it's the parents' responsibility. I had uh, saw yesterday, you know, everybody on uh, Twitter and Instagram, I got into a a fun, what I felt was a fun argument uh, with somebody. She had posted uh, a clip of Michael Jackson singing Man in the Mirror, you know, and like being all serious. It starts with the man in the mirror. I go, this is great if it didn't come from a child molester. Because if we're going to put everything under the microscope now, tweeting out lyrics that were written by and sung by a child molester, sorry, maybe pick another song. Oh, boy. (laughs) How'd that go? (laughs) She took it down because she didn't want to fight with other idiots like me, I think. I can imagine. Oh, but he's a child molester. So he's going to tell me how how to better myself. Uh, in the world, but he's molesting was molesting children before he died. Okay, 
Yeah. Maybe not. If we're still, if we're allowed to say Michael Jackson molested the children, or is this all politically incorrect too? Because he didn't go. I don't know if he went to jail for it. God. How about this one? I think sucks. You want to talk about stupidity, and I'm not really changing the subject because this is part and parcel to the conversation. Yeah. But it's a little out there. I saw this after I finished at 9:30 or not, whatever time it was, 9:45. So Florida State has a new football coach. Yeah. His name is Mike Norvell. He's the new head coach at Florida State. So he was asked by a reporter from the Athletic, and if he and his staff have been checking in with his players more often during what's going on. I mm-hmm. think that's a, an easy question to ask and an easy question to answer. And I personally heard from Steve Peichel from Rutgers the other day. I know what they're doing, and a lot of the players have confirmed what's going on there. So, yeah, you get it, right? His quote to The Athletic is, We've had a lot of open communication with our team, our players, and coaches. I went back and forth individually with every player this weekend. Fair enough, right? That okay. sounds good. Fair enough. That sounds nice. I think what he should do. I have no issue with that. The problem with that is... Their star defensive tackle uh, came out and said, wow, this bleep did not happen. (laughs) We got a generated team text sent out to everybody at once. (laughs) There was not one one one-on-one conversation. (laughs) What is he doing? I mean, you talk about stupid. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry. I found that. If you can take humor from it, right. I found the fact that he's lying yeah. to the to a publication. He didn't lie to his wife. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, you dope. He felt oh. like he communicated with them, though, Jerry. Oh my God! Come on, man. But uh, whatever. Come is, on, is it, man. Is it so bad to say that we texted the team? Right. There would have been nothing wrong with that. Don't go the extra mile, you moron. Oh yeah, yeah. I may be taking a mental day tomorrow, Jerry. I don't know. We are, Why don't you? Sure. You got plenty of days. I don't blame I you. I do. Plus, I got plenty of days. They're all mental days for me. Plus, you got the dog issue. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. Freaking. I need a full week, though, where I go into well, the mountains, Jerry, and I don't have internet so take or off next cell week. service. So take off next week. Or food. I starve myself, and I get into a yoga I get into a yoga pose, and I don't come out of it for a week. I'm in the downward dog for the entire week. Oh, there's an image I don't need. Sweating, I did like that Bikram Eddie played, yoga. I like that Eddie played your clip right at 10 o'clock. He didn't even wait one day. What was it? You I, went I to the bath with to... your sister. <laughs> oh, you didn't hear it? No, I, 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 I take the dog out to eat grass, Jerry. <laughs> she was starving. Poor thing. Yes, he played that clip at 10. That was pretty yeah. funny. Anyway. All right. Well, I'm well let me know forward. what you're doing. We have, uh, we have our weekly... Ten thirty. Ten thirty with Mark Chernoff, and I am fired up, Jerry. I can't wait for it. Talk to you soon. All right, Jerry. We'll see you then. Warm up shows next. See ya. Good morning, campers. It's the warm up show with Alan Jerry, the shortest show on WFAN. Oh yeah, we've reached a Thursday morning in New York City. How you be, Al Dukes? How you doing down the Jersey oh, Shore? Oh hi, Jerry. Yeah, I'm dealing with a sick dog down here. I don't know oh, what's going again? on with this dog. Yeah, I don't know what her story is. She, um, yeah, I don't know. Her stomach sounds like the Fourth of July fireworks oh. going off. She's uh, in the last 24 hours only eaten only eaten grass, which I know dogs do in order to try to uh, vomit. I don't know what's going on, Jerry. Uh, I yeah, need a house yeah, call. Yeah. Is there a Is... vet in the house? Can someone come over and help my dog? I'm She's sure you... sad. I'm sure you can. Is that true? <clears throat> yeah, she doesn't know what's going on, Jerry. Her belly hurts. Is it possible that she's coming to the realization that... Um... She's living with you now. That is potentially <laughs> dog depression. <laughs> there is a, there is like, a, there is a sense yeah. that the you know this is a shocking change for yes, her. Yes, it is. So I mean, it's very possible she's just got to get over that. That having been said, I take her to the vet. Yeah, but here's the thing, and this is a question for vets and anybody who is a vet or has a vet. Uh, the vet has told me in the past when I took her for her physical initially when I got her, Jerry, they go, um, okay, at any time from here on out, bring in a uh, fecal sample. Right. What, am I going to bring a bag of diarrhea to the vet? Like, seriously, no, that's no, a question no. I have. I would think if it's something that can be easily <laughs> grabbed and put into yeah. a plastic bag. Yes, Not here. Not from the butt of this dog, Jerry. <laughs> oh, boy. 
Wow. And then what do you do? Like, uh, I, what do people, because all vets say bring in a fecal sample. That's how they tell what, they know they examine mm-hmm. that, Jerry, and they know everything that's going on with the dog. Right. What do people bring that in? Can you imagine the different things a vet's office has seen? <laughs> Old Coke bottle. <laughs> like, in my head, I'm like, do I put that in a Tupperware? Like, seriously, is it, you uh, could. there's a small Tupperware? I've done that. Yes, I've done You have. That. Yes. You brought a Tupperware of uh, poop to yeah. a vet. Yeah, so I buy oh, yeah, yeah. with all these like um, meal programs that you've seen over the years. <laughs> yeah, some of them will come with like yes. sixteen different sizes, and some of them will have the little <laughs> small ones for you know for whether it's oil or spices yeah. or whatever. And then there's you like save another. Them. Yeah, and I, that's what I have used that in the past. I've also used a baggie. <laughs> I mean, it's what you have to do. And oh, like a, oh, like some, a, like a um, like a, a zip ziploc bag. Yeah. Yeah, and sometimes the vet will give you actually. A That's what I wanted. Thing. I wanted the vet to give me a, a, a thing to put it in. They might I don't do want that. To sh- no, they go just bring it in. Oh really? My oh, place my is God. like if if they've needed that. Yeah. After seeing our cats. Yeah, they give have. You. Yeah, they've given us a little vial or a container and say, "Do us a favor, get us a sample, bring this back today or tomorrow." Plus, the, you know, a cat will go in a litter box. It's a little more manageable. It is easy. This dog, I had to bring it in. The the the, the doctor would be like, uh, there's a whole lot of sand in this. I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> I had a, She pooped in the sand. I had to grab the whole thing. They can still work with that. Do you think they have, okay. they have a machine that they just put a piece of that God, in? God, I hope so. <laughs> As opposed to what? Like putting it under a microscope. Uh, I would hope they have something, yes. I don't know the answer to that, but I would hope so. What a scene these vets must see. Like, people just coming in. Yeah, just dropping this off for the doctor. What is it? A bag bag of poop. (laughs) That's exactly what it is. This is is a bag of my dog's poop. This is pet ownership, man. So are you getting any sleep, or is she keeping you up? (laughs) Well, Jerry, we uh, sleep in three-hour shifts. It's (laughs) It's like the military. child. (laughs) Yeah. I have a baby child at 50. This is why older people shouldn't have babies. <laughs> you're not wrong about that because your energy is zapped as you get older. <laughs> right. That's why it's better to have the kids younger if you yes. can. Now, for everybody, it's not that easy, and I understand. But if you can, it's easier right. when you're younger because I can tell you uh, from experience, I've seen that too, and I understand. So When older yeah. people have uh, babies? Well, I mean, when I when we had Matthew, I was 30. Perfect. Joseph, I was 35. Oh, 30 of you getting up there. I, I mean, I remember, you know, Matthew, when he was 10, I'm still, you know, five, six years ago, still running around all over the place with him. Yeah. I'm tired now. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> Doesn't mean I don't do things. I do. But it's, you know, I used to initiate a lot of that. Right. Used to be, let's go. We're going running around. Now, I did initiate tennis yesterday. I'm like, let's get oh. outside. Let's go because we played the other day as well. I'm like, you know, go hit some, go play a little tennis again. And so I was, although I was tired, I was all in because I felt like I didn't do much yesterday. Right. But it's different. As you get older, it's different. You don't have as much energy. That's true, Jerry. Um, the biggest story of the day, Drew Brees is in uh, is feeling some heat. Everyone uh, some loves. Heat? Everyone loves Drew Brees until yesterday. Yeah. First of all, he went on. Uh, he did this interview Yahoo on Yahoo Finance. Yahoo Finance, which he was probably like Yahoo Finance. They're probably going to ask me about like. Banking questions, donating to charity. They're asking about kneeling for the anthem. Like I would like, I would have been like, "Are you you Yahoo Finance? Why get me in trouble?" Yeah, it's funny. They actually didn't ask him specifically about that. And what Breeze said prior to the flag comment is everything you want to hear. And I'll play it coming up at six thirty. I mean, he couldn't have been more about. Stand, you know, uh, standing together and making change and enough with the words. We need actions. Like he actually said what I think you want to hear. And then and because the question was, I believe the question was, all right, what actions now? Like what's needed? What do we need to do now? And he's like, well, it's complicated. And then he got into everything. You know, he's a Bible guy. And so he started talking about his Christian faith and all that stuff. And then when I guess. I guess the host had asked about, you know, first time around with Colin Kaepernick, stuff started happening, guys started kneeling. That's when he said, well, listen, first and foremost, I don't believe in that, and then he explained why. Um, so it wasn't like it was. he just came out and was like, hey, I'm not kneeling for the flag. That's not what it was. <laughs> Hi, I'm Drew Brees. It was, it was in relation to a question, of course, um, and then it kind of went from there. So I got all the sound. We will play it. I got all the sound from him and Malkin Jenkins, and I got the sound from Steven Jackson, and 
it's uh it's it's a lot there that's for sure it's very it's uh as the great philosopher john lennon once said jerry strange days indeed most peculiar mama uh yes we, we saw are. we see uh, uh, people who say all lives matter that is negative and bad to say uh and to say uh, that uh, Drew Brees saying he will not disrespect the flag by kneeling that is bad to say i had to tell you if i'm a mystery guest coming up on the moose and maggie i'm in picking that phone up <laughs> i'm not you don't i say wouldn't anything. go on any shows right now no yeah. what yeah. Uh, unless you are very clear very clear on what all of this means and the reasonings behind everything going on in the world today you better not pick up your phone. You're right, because as we've learned, ignorance is not an excuse. No, it is not. So I'd be so, like, uh, hi, would you like to come on as mystery guest? No. No, I do not. <laughs> nope, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. No, thank you. Oh, I wouldn't go on any shows right now. Can you imagine them trying to guess the mystery guest at this point? <laughs> mystery guest, will you say something today that will get yourself in trouble with uh, everyone on Twitter and uh, the uh, teammates? I mean, there were... So many. Uh, every time I went on to check the the sports news yesterday, Jerry, there was another person speaking out against Drew Brees. Yes, I'm sure there was. Right? It was like uh, Malcolm Jenkins. Quote: Sometimes you should shut the f up. All righty. You had LeBron <laughs> James. My favorite quote on paper because some of these, when you see them in print, <laughs> they look funnier than the the seriousness of them when they're right. when you hear the clips but to see i saw ed reed a louisiana native was very upset with drew Brees. quote drew Brees, you're a straight sucker <laughs> <laughs> i love that term when i was a kid we used to call people suckers all the time like, you're a sucker <laughs> that's rarely used now yes that, that was that a good is, one that is not a popular term anymore as steven jackson did he did steven shout jackson. out uh michael thomas and uh he basically said way to keep his ass in check <laughs> right yeah i mean there there's there's a lot there and we will play it all i don't have it i mean i said to eddie i, sh- I needed to get up at 2 a.m i mean there's yeah. so much um, it's the, between the Instagram and the Twitter. Everybody just posts videos nonstop. Right. And A, it's hard to find them. So, like, it actually took me a while to find the Breeze comment. I had to click on a link, and then I found a link in the link. To you had get to find to Yahoo, Yahoo Finance. Finance. Yeah, like, I didn't know. Exa- I didn't know if this was something like he just came out in front of a microphone, and I, I and I'm like, why did this come up? You know, like, we weren't discussing that, and then I found it in a story, and the link in the story took me to Yahoo Finance. I'm like, okay, here's where he did it. Got it. Now, and I did then... see two teammates that came to his defense, Jerry, Marcus Davenport and Joe Horn. Okay, I saw the Davenport comments. I didn't yeah. see the Horn comments. Joe Horn also came to his defense saying, uh, you know, we're, we're now erasing every good that Drew Brees has ever done. Right. Well, and, and again, this is where... See, this is where social media or even the media just plain sucks because if you just – like my first thought, like I told you, was I saw the comment from Drew Brees and I said, now why would – like why are we going there? Like was that – did he just come out and say that to kind of incite people? And then you go actually watch the interview and there's so much good stuff that he says, but none of that gets mentioned in any story. Right. Nothing. Then they were trant- they were chanting. I think Drew Brees sucks or something in uh, in Louisiana and New Orleans protest. I mean, wow, really? Holy mackerel! Yeah, well, just don't. If you're an athlete, just don't. Uh, if you're an athlete, if you're anybody, I don't want to do a one hour show anymore. I'm going to say something <laughs> stupid. I don't know how these guys are doing four hour shows. Speaking <laughs> off of uh, you know extemporaneously, as we say, Jerry. It's the off the cuff show back to 14 minutes. Yeah, give me 14 <laughs> minutes back. <laughs> Holy we're going to re- we're going to turn back into 10-10 wins. The warm-up show, you give us 14 minutes, we'll give you what we got. <laughs> yeah. Now, there was a story the other day, I won't tell you what the story was, but I had uh, uh messaged Geo and I was like, "Oh, are we going to do, do this story?" He wrote me back. He goes, "I ain't going anywhere near this story." And that sucks. When you mm. get to a point on talk shows where you you're afraid to even bring up topics because it could only end badly for you. There's no 
like you today, mean if, you, if you differ with the majority, yes, I gotcha. Okay, like right now, like we're better off today, just talking about complete nonsense. But do you want your talk show host talking complete nonsense, or do you want them discussing the issues of the day? But right. there, but there's no positive for you to discuss the issues of the day if you're a four hour or a day talk show host. There's not. But what do you mean? Why is there no positive? Because if, let's say, we come on here today, Jerry, and we just talk about my dog vomiting and having diarrhea. I'm not going to get in trouble for that. Well, right? I'm an, not. Hour of a, an hour of a year. I don't think I would. might not be thrilled. <laughs> right. But if, you, if, if you're on here using the media to try to have a discussion about the biggest issue of the day. Right. And something is taken out of context, you're screwed. So what? So why risk talking about this instead of my dog's diarrhea? That's like you're putting Understood. people in a position that that they that it's it's a huge risk to even try to have a conversation about it. I, and then we say, when are things going to change? Well, we need to have conversations about it. But if we're not allowed to have conversations about it, because conversations lead to entire cities and sports and athletes turning on you then what's then why do it i definitely agree with your point too when things are taken out of context and full comments are not shown or aired or or yeah. you know um or posted i mean i think that is a big issue that we have in this country with our media as it's set up now and again the social media and listen we're responsible for it from this standpoint. We have fun with coaches and players' comments. And I'll be the first one to tell you, going back to when I first started with Boomer and Craig, I would always tell them I never edit, but I always isolate because it was funny. The problem is if you start isolating comments in serious times, it's dangerous because you're not getting the full scope of what people are saying. And I do think this Drew Brees thing um, is part of that because, like I said, I'm going to give you the comments that lead up to where he goes. And, my God, I mean, if that's not the message you want to spread, I don't know what the message is then. Right, but that's uh, the thing. Like, the, that, that is all that gets wrong lost. now. It's, it, not it's only does it get lost, the people, no one cares. Right, that, because they take the one sentence and, and that's what they're using, which, okay – but what about what he said prior? What about what he's done in his life? That's where everything just gets forgotten, and that's right. and that's sad, you know. And I, it, that's a problem. There's no other way around it. That is a problem. It's almost as if everything else you said was just noise and, and doesn't right. matter. And now everybody has social media, so anybody who's anybody can immediately respond to it. Yeah, and then if video you respond form. to that, other people start to see it. You know, it's uh, it's a bad cycle, man. It really is. And I don't – there's going to be no end to this anytime soon. I can tell yeah. you that. We're right back to where we were. Well, how many years ago was that? I don't even know. Was it four or five years ago? Which With, which with the kneeling? One? I'm trying to think, I right? Know. I feel like it was like two years ago. Mm, maybe. I don't really remember. But it was – I believe it was 2016, Jerry. All right. So we're about four years ago. And yeah. it, seemed like, it seemed like things had kind of, you know, um, stopped with that. And the NFL dealt with it in a way, I guess. I'm not really sure what they did. But uh, but I, this is what this is going to be again this fall. So it's going to be a long conversation. And uh, we certainly don't have all the answers, but we're going to have to work through it somehow because we can't ignore it. We do have to take a break, though. We can't oh, ignore that. Was, that. You, like, you like summed that up so nicely there. Did I? Good. Yeah. Good hear it. How about like that? Like a smooth broadcaster. We're going to segue into a commercial break. Uh, and we'll be right back and come up at 6 o'clock. We do Boomer and G on a Thursday on The Fan. The Morning Warm-Up. Well, it's Thursday morning. Had some wild storms uh, yesterday. They moved through. Looks like we got a nice little stretch of weather coming up. Al's got troubles with his new dog down the shore. And, um, well, we're talking about sports, sort do you, of. Do you like this song, Jerry? This bumper? I actually don't know it. No, it's new. It's brand new, Jerry. I'm on the cutting edge of uh, new music. It's all right. It's fine. I like the I beginning, mean, like this part. I'll play this part for you again. This part. Ready? Yeah, this. I like the, yeah, the beginning's good. I could see myself dancing to this if I were younger. Or drunk. Or drunk. I could see I could see you in your apartment. Well, I like, I like <laughs> I'm doing this it right now. Music. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right now I'm doing it, but no one can see me. I'm not on camera. And your dog is just, you know, staring yeah, at you sick. like, what is this guy doing? I'm trying to get her to vomit. I'm hoping this helps. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's actually funny. <laughs> good job. Good job. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did I see the one thing on the show sheet and whatever. Ooh, we can get sheets. back to talking about whatever you want, but All right. I did see the thing about Tiki Barber with this unique way to make yeah. a martini. What is that? Tiki Barber claims to be now a uh, mixologist during the, um, the the quarantine or whatever it is we're in now. Is this music still playing? Yeah, yes. No, he shut it off. Yeah, there you go. Um, so he says that every day he makes a martini a different way. Okay. I always think there's a fine line between being a mixologist and going down a path of having a drink a day, which is probably <laughs> not great. <laughs> right? Well, I'm not going to lie. Since we've been home, it's not every day. It's not every day. But certainly more than ever before. Like, I used to, I would say, have a beer or two on the weekend. No question about it. Especially on Saturday. Friday was always weird because I was exhausted by Friday night. And by 8.30, my wife would be looking at me like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, I'm serious. I'm tired. You might have had ideas of having a few beers on a Friday night. But once it came down to it, you were exhausted and passing out. Because if if once you sit down, it's like it's over. Yeah. So if we were, at, you know, it's summertime now. So maybe on a Friday night, if we're outside or we're at a friend's house or whatever, that's different. And yes, I would have a beer or two or three, whatever. Uh, Saturday nights, no problem. But there is no question since we've been home that I have had the occasional, you know, drink on the deck outside at six o'clock if it's a nice night and just whatever. Because I've done nothing all day aside from yard work. And you sit down and you, you grab the beer or whatever you make. So I'm not going to say every night, and I am certainly not a mixologist, but I could I could see it. Yeah, I, I see your point. I consider you a mixologist, Jerry. I Back in the day, I, when I used to work in the liquor store in Homedale, New Jersey, I used to uh, – I would buy different liquors, liqueurs that would come in, different uh, types of rums and vodkas, and I would try different things. Boy, some of them were so good, and some of them were just rancid. What was your most popular sold item in the liquor store in Homedale, New Jersey, back in the 90s when you did this? All right. Well, wine was the big seller. But if you're talking about liquor, you're going to laugh at this. Liquor or beer? Like, what was the beer brand that was most brought to the counter? Coors Light. Coors Light was probably the most popular one. That and Bud. I mean, Bud was always... Those two were always the most popular. The classics. Yeah. And then... The wine was it wine did very well. That was that was the big seller there. But liquor, you're gonna laugh at this when I tell you Majorska vodka. Is that to, cheap vodka? Yes. When it would go on sale, you would get a one point seven five liter, that big bottle. I I wanna say it went on sale for like eight bucks. <laughs> when I tell you that it would fly off the shelf like people would wait for the flyer to come out. And as soon as they saw that Majorska was on sale, for, I think it was eight bucks, maybe nine bucks, they would come in and buy two and three bottles at a time of it. It was unbelievable. Yeah, you got to you know, store that was, away. Yeah, Absolute was popular. Johnny Walker, all that stuff was very popular. Uh, Jose Cuervo was popular. But when people would buy bottles in bulk, it was Majorska vodka. <laughs> what about Goldschlager, Jerry? Was a lot of people, a lot of people no. bringing the Goldschlager up? And, and what's funny about that is Goldschlager came out when I was either a senior in high school or in college. And I remember it was like, wow, look at this. They've got gold chips in the liquor. Um, <laughs> sure but that's good for my intestinal tract. I, probably not. I remember being at that liquor store for maybe five years, four years, something like that. I feel like we sold three bottles of it. Wow. Like it just that and Jägermeister people right. didn't buy. You know what people bought? They would buy the smaller ones more so than the you know the, the liters or the, or the fifth. But those bottles just, you know, whatever. You When you would get, so like, if you would get a delivery of Absolute, you would get cases of it because it was very popular vodka. You know, the Majorska too, when it would go on sale, you'd get cases and cases of it. A lot of the other, I don't want to say lesser known because people knew what they were, but lesser bought uh, spirits would come in and you'd buy like five bottles of it. And sometimes those five bottles would last you three days and sometimes it last three months. You just you didn't know. They were like they were specialty uh, alcohol. So, and that that was the other one, Mad Dog Twenty Twenty. Remember that? Oh yeah, that was one that we used to. I don't want to say fly off the shelf, but Friday nights you would sell that. You wouldn't sell that any other time during the week. That was very cheap, right? Very cheap alcohol. That was. I want to say that was a pint. Was a dollar ninety nine, <laughs> if I remember. I think it was a dollar ninety nine for a pint. Yeah, I'd like to see you and Tiki Barber get together and talk. I would love spirits. to get spirits. 
Funny story about Tiki Barber. I don't know why I thought about this the other day. So in 2004, I'm covering the Giants uh, for the radio station because I was doing pregame, postgame um, for the station. And so they send me out to uh, Albany for training camp. So trust me, I didn't really like get to know Tiki. I am not claiming that at all. You're not best friends. No, 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 not at all. I stuck a microphone in his face and you, you know, whatever. But he would he would be one of the guys that would give you the time for the one-on-one interview when there when time allowed it. And so after Albany, I had done one like 5 or 6 minute interview with him. Uh, that Pat Hanlon set up for me. So, like, we could, you know, play on the radio station, and it was just different. You could cuts out of it. But we were also able to uh, use the interview if someone wanted to overnight or something. And he could have been a nicer guy. So then we come back to Giant Stadium because MetLife Stadium hadn't been built yet. And so we're back at Giant Stadium, and it was still preseason. It was still in, like, August. And while they were in game mode, they weren't in – it wasn't like week one and they were uber-focused. It was still kind of summer and you're still kind of working your way towards the season. So we had one day where we were there for practice and then we had the player availability. And it was another one of those where I kind of asked if I could talk to Tiki for four or five minutes. I said, no problem. And at the end of it, I said, you know, my niece is a huge fan of yours. Is there any chance you could you wish her a happy birthday into the microphone? All I wanted him to do was just say happy birthday. And that was it. He gave me like 30 seconds. It was like the coolest thing. I'm sitting there like, I just wanted him to say happy birthday. And he went the extra mile. I've always liked Tiki. He's always been such a good dude. And now he's a mixologist. I feel like we have things in common. He's a mixologist. You and Tiki were the beginning of Cameo. Cameo, that's right. We started it. (laughs) He should have charged you. That's he $150. <laughs> That's right. Tiki could have got me for a couple hundred bucks. <laughs> now, Jerry, the, N- the NBA says they're coming back with uh, 22 teams. Yes. The Knicks are not one of them, correct? They are not. Because what about there's... the Nets? Yeah, the Nets are in. The Nets uh, are in. All they're right. taking 13 teams from the West, nine from the East, and the idea of that is they're only giving the teams that have a chance to get to the eighth seed an opportunity. So, so there's taking... going – so it's 16 teams that are currently in a playoff spot. Right. Six the additional eight. teams and a play-in tournament for the eighth seed. Correct. That's what I was reading. That's exactly right. So you've got, you know, eight through 13 in the West fighting for the eighth spot, and then you've got eight and nine, maybe even seven. Oh, it could be seven, eight, nine. I have to look at the standings. But you've got, you know, one extra team fighting for the last spot in the East. The other teams are, are out of it. So why bother having them come back? So they're going to theoretically give you seven or eight regular season games to figure out seeding and to see who's going to make the playoffs. And for the teams that were eliminated, your vacation starts now. We will see you in November when training camp begins, basically. <laughs> so the Knicks, the definitely season is over. They're not playing another game. Knicks season is over. They are not part of the Disney plan. And that now, is expected to be approved, I think, at 1230 is the vote. Now, why are we waiting until July 31st? To get this going. I don't know. My, my only guess would be you have so many European players. One thing I did read in one article is there are serious travel issues on how to get players from Europe back here. I guess the travel ban is still in place. Um, and so you have to jump through hoops, basically, to find your way into the country. From out of the country, you've got 14-day quarantines and isolations when you enter the country. So I guess to give everybody the appropriate time, A, to get here, and then B, they haven't played in three months. They need some time to get They probably do need, I would say, a month. If, I guess if you think about it that way, as I'm talking through it, between having players come over from Europe and needing a couple of weeks of isolation, you need three to four weeks to actually get ready to play real games. I mean, you're at six weeks already. And right now it's June 4th. You go six weeks out, you're at July 20th. So it does make sense. It was When I first saw it, my first thought, too, was why are we waiting till August to play? But if you actually look at it on a calendar as we just kind of talked through, I guess it does make sense. And then they expect this to last how long? So it was, let's October say October 12th is the last possible day of a championship game that could be played. So that's when the season would absolutely be over by. 100%. That could, it could All be a right. little sooner than that, but that would be the drop-dead final date. And then I think they're looking at a December 25th startup for the new season, I believe. All right. That's and much clearer kind of, now. Which, yes, and, and that's kind of be like hockey too. Hockey might play into September, October, and then come back January 1st. And so 
the schedules of these sports are shifting, because I don't think you're coming back and changing it after that. Now all of a sudden this goes back to what me and you talked about, whatever, last week or Tuesday, um, with baseball screwing this up. Baseball is no longer going to own the summer. Baseball is going to have to now compete in the summer. And if these two sides don't get together and play, they're doing themselves so much damage, they have no idea what's in front of them. They might have been able to rebound in 94, because once again, you get those summers with the home runs, and all right, steroids, fine. But there was no other game in town. There's going to be now. And I'm not talking about you know, nobody cares about hockey. Fine, okay, whatever. People care about the NBA. And if you've got... Lakers, and let's say the Knicks are actually relatively average next year, Lakers-Knicks on a Tuesday at 7.30, you're going to be competing with that. Good luck. Coming off what could be a canceled year because they can't figure out money. That's a problem. That's so a the, problem. the latest on that was with baseball is the Major League Baseballs rejected the 114-game plan from the Players Association, and there's been no counter to that 114-game plan correct Correct. now a couple of stories i did read also said that's because they might just invoke the 50 game um full prorated pay schedule meaning they have the right to just say we don't have to negotiate we're going to play 50 games you're gonna get your full prorated pay and there's the season so who doesn't ever want to play don't play but we're going forward with it with a short season so if that's the case then i guess there will be baseball but then you have to start to think how many guys are not going to play. Hey, the whole thing is just – and they got to figure this out in the next eight days. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> All right, quick break. 25 in front of 6 at 6 o'clock. It's the Boomer and Geo program on the fan. Al and Jerry. 20 in front of 6 o'clock Thursday morning. It's the warm-up show. Boomer and Geo come up at 6 next here on the fan. What else you got, Al? What about this song, Jerry? You like this cover of Don't right. Do Me Like That? Listen to the vocals. Listen to the vocals. Uh, it's the dude from Dinosaur Jr., Jerry. No kidding. It's Come on. all right. Come on. I prefer the original. Come on. <laughs> Fine. I'm thinking of doing just the DJ shift from uh, 5 to 6 so we can't say anything stupid. <laughs> You want to go work at the uh, Alt 923. <laughs> oh, right, man. So Where's Booker these days? Uh, unfortunately, Booker's uh, job was uh, was cut in Los Angeles. So I he's did know that. Unemployed. Okay. Still Is out there, though. Still doing the podcast, though, with still uh, doing the podcast Perez with Hilton. Perez Hilton, and I see him on Instagram uh, cooking meals. Okay. With well, him, I- his gal, his best gal, Jerry, and his two cats. And his two cats. Mm-hmm. I know what it's like to have a couple of cats. Yeah. Jerry, that? in this time where there's division in the world, uh, people can't agree, there are uh, protests going on, we can all agree, I hope, Jerry, on this one news item that I've pulled for today. It is that uh, the very sexy Alicia Silverstone, Jerry, you remember her from movies such as Crush and Clueless and all those great Aerosmith videos she starred in in oh, the 90s. Le- yes, I gotcha. Alicia Silverstone. Alicia. Alicia Silverstone. I'm like, who's Alicia? <laughs> what the hell is that? Well, okay. this this story came out saying that um, she, well, she said it in an interview that she takes baths with her nine-year-old son. It's a little old. That's strange. It's a little old. Can we all agree on that? That I, that I, I is would, strange? I would think. I mean, my son's 10. I could not imagine. No. Yeah, it's, it's You wouldn't too get old. in a bathtub? No. Weird, I think that right? I'm, tr- I'm trying to think when, first of all, me and my wife never took baths with the kids. Right. But to show them how to shower, you would jump in with them when they were three. I'm sure two. I'm trying to think what age. Young. Yeah. But nine. Yeah, no, that's a bit much. I did used to uh, take a bath with my sister. Oh, we got that, Eddie. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. But you were probably four years old. No, I was well, 17. <laughs> well, that's interesting that you say that because I'm four years older than her. Okay. Oh, so you weren't four. So if I was six. Yeah. That's weird. Okay. No, I, it's doing, not. Saving water? I mean, what was the point of that? No, I mean, six years old, you're still really little. Yeah. And a two-year-old, yeah, I don't No, that's. I don't think that's a big deal. Call my mother after today's show and say, what is going on over there? N- nine, you're really starting to... 
that's older. I mean, that's. Don't that's, you get a part-time job at nine? I mean, that is old. I don't know about a part-time job. <laughs> get your working n- papers. <laughs> nine is uh, that's that's a stretch. Yeah. Huh. Now, a very alert um, employee at the CBS Sports Network, who I'll leave his name out of it in case he doesn't want to be the one who revealed this. Uh, uh, when he saw this story of mine on the show sheet, he emailed me back. He said, "Alicia Silverstone is also the one who, on video, is seen." baby bird feeding her children wherein she chews the food and spits it in their mouth like a baby bird and he's right You're kidding me <laughs> no <laughs> what is the point of that i know this is some mother that's weird i've never know. heard of that before baby bird style okay you've never done that right no <laughs> god no. no matter what the age of the children are no, never absolutely not you know it's so sad it's funny because you look back now when Matthew was, you know, nine months old, whatever, ten months old, think and think about the age I'm talking about. Not even a full year, literally, maybe seven months, eight months. He got to a point where he would eat nothing, and I mean nothing, except for mac and cheese out of the jar. <laughs> and I don't mean mac like craft mac and cheese. I mean like the Gerber mac and cheese out of the jar. And it was to the point where he would recognize the color of what was coming. And he wouldn't touch anything else to where at one point I remember running to Pathmark in Brick, New Jersey, where we used to live. And I, you talk about, you know, hoarding the Majorska. I would go, I would go from Pathmark to whatever supermarket we had down there. And I would just buy mac and cheese because we couldn't get him to eat anything else. You were hoarding mac and cheese in a jar. We were. Yes. And it was, it was bizarre. And that went on for like six months. You talk about bringing a sample to the doctor. We had to bring a sample to the uh, pediatrician. It was yellow. Here's my uh, – uh, Mr. and Mrs. Recco, I uh, requested a fecal sample. You've brought me mac and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, we have. Turns out your son is uh, excreting mac and cheese directly. Oh my, it was – I'm telling you, man, it was weird. It was like I would say three, four months of that. I didn't know that was a baby food option, mac and cheese in a jar. Yeah. Oh, they've got. Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. They've got everything. You want to. You want to have a good diet. Just start eating baby food. (laughs) You can have anything you want. They just grind that down into the little jar, and away you go. Next time I'm uh, go to the supermarket, I'm going to go down the baby food aisle. You should. See what's going on there. And then people will say, "Oh, are you shopping for your grandkids?" Uh, no. (laughs) Myself. I heard so. I heard, <laughs> I heard great things about this mac and cheese in a jar. I gotta get me some before the recos hoard it all. You can get mac and cheese in a jar, then you get some applesauce. You use all sorts of Apple good things. Falls. You can, yeah, all sorts of good things. Probably some <laughs> sweet potatoes that you could get in a jar. Think about that. hundred percent. He used to eat that too. Yes. I'm surprised at the beginning of coronavirus, when everyone was in panic and hoarding things, that that adults didn't hoard baby food. Like, I know probably parents of babies hoarded baby food. Sure. Well, too locked in on the toilet paper. Right. And that's over at this point, right? Oh, yeah. When I saw Brian Monzo tweet out a photo from the shop, right, there was an aisle, Jerry. There were so many paper products, they didn't know what to do with them. They had them in the middle of the aisle. TP for everyone. Come on. Charming rolls got rolls. Do you think they Super started the mass rolls. production too late, and now they're sitting there in warehouses like, boy, we're going to do all this toilet paper yeah, now. <laughs> I do, because people, because people, when they go to the store now, go, well, but we definitely don't need toilet paper. Our entire basement's filled with it. <laughs> That's right. We don't need any more. <laughs> right. This is funny. I do, have one, I do have one friend who did that, that Boy, just stocked up on canned goods. <laughs> And cereals and <laughs> toilet paper, like they made a bunker in their basement, yeah. which g- great, all good. And you know the the expiration date on the string beans they bought isn't until twenty twenty nine. Yeah, so they're good. But yeah, they were. That it was one family that did that. Yeah. lots of hoarding. A lot of hoarding. I still haven't gotten into my big box of toilet paper that I ordered from Amazon when this was very first starting. I ordered a box of, of twenty four rolls of toilet paper. Mm. Super mega rolls, and uh, haven't even uh, haven't even broken into that yet. I feel pretty good about myself. I think we still have a full box of the industrial <laughs> commercial ones. Is that, that comfortable bought. for your it's butt? Fine. It's the actually industrial fine. toilet paper. It is fine. It is not. It's not like uh, sandpaper. It's there's not a. I it's, actually it's quality. It's yeah. It wasn't cheap either. Like, and I know the prices were you know getting a little out of hand. 
but this was even if you look now the price hasn't come down that much on it like it was it's quality it's good but this big mega roll of toilet paper you have industrial size how, how does it fit in your bathroom is it just like sitting on the back uh tank of the toilet bowl no so my wife <laughs> bought the stand-up holder oh okay and so, it fits on there? It doesn't topple it over? It doesn't because what she did was she laid the other ones down on the on – the, <laughs> Oh, on the base. Yes. Like and when so, you sandbag uh, the uh, the basketball yeah, court. that's exactly right. <laughs> on your so driveway. It, it weighs it down fine, and then you put the one that you're using on the arm, and it's no issue. It really isn't. Mm. It looks a little goofy because it looks like it should be in a restaurant bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> People probably think you stole it from a restaurant. Probably. But yeah, no, I bought two boxes of that, and we still have one full box, mm. which is interesting. So yeah, we've done all right. Hey Jerry, this uh, next uh, segment I call "Good for You." Oh, good, hey, good I for call you. this I call this "Good Job, Good for You." Right, your main man, Dak Prescott. Yes, this is awesome. I love this guy doing something. Jerry pledging one million dollars, and he didn't even get his big payday yet, right? Not yet. Although he's going to make a minimum of thirty-three this year, I believe. Oh, okay, 33 this year. He's pledging uh, $1 million for police training and reform. Hey, good for you. That is good for you. He's putting his money where his mouth is, absolutely. And a lot of guys are. But but this is the one that I really saw as an actual thing. Like, this is is the amount of money I'm taking, and Mm -hmm. this is specifically what it's going for. Right, it's not that I'm just donating to the cause. He's giving you the actual cause. Yeah, which is I good. That was I very agree. interesting. You know, it's the same. It's the one thing Boomer's talked about for a couple of years now with him, and I agree. He is everything you want as the face of your franchise. Everything he does, everything aside from having the the get together when he shouldn't have during the coronavirus. All right, fine. Before anybody yells at me for that, but <laughs> in terms of the way he acts off the field, the way he acts on the field, he's like a leader in the locker room. He says all the right things. He never slips up. Uh, with the press after a game. He never uh, – he's just everything you want. He had the one magical year where he basically pushed Tony Romo into retirement because he was so damn good. And he's a really good quarterback. God, if he could just hit the next level, you know, it would be – you don't mind him getting the 30 as a Cowboy fan. You don't mind him getting the 30 $40 million a year if he just made every throw. He's just missing that one little thing. But, God, he does everything else right. He really does. He is such a good human being. Um, from everything I've learned of him and the few times I've gotten a chance to talk to him. You love the guy. And then he steps up and does another good thing here. Yes, that's a good for you. That's the new segment on the morning show, Jerry, called Good For You. So we hey, have, good for you. Hey, good for you. All right, so we have Hey, Good For You. We've got Buzz No Buzz. Buzz No Buzz. Is there anything else? I feel strange like, uh, or not strange? Nah. <laughs> No, nah, I don't like that one. You don't like strange or not strange? No, because we never do it. I know. I could. I and I had this uh, Alicia Silverstone story. That would have been perfect. So is today the first? Oh, you, is that's not from today? Uh, no, I'm saying it would have been uh, strange or not strange. Buzz, no buzz. Buzz, no buzz. That I like. Strange. Hey, good for you is a good one. I do like hey, that. Good one. for you. Right. I, I could like... find stories for that every day. I would hope so. Hey, good for you. If not, no one's doing a damn thing mm. of good anywhere. <laughs> Uh, someone who's uh, been off of the uh, front pages because of uh, what's going on in the world, DeAndre Baker from the Giants. I saw this. How about this? Okay. Now, his lawyer says, we have the case won. Charges could be dropped by the end of next week. Yeah, I believe him. With the way things have gone and what we've yeah. heard, I, it sounds like this guy was almost railroaded. Out, really? of the, out of the league and out of his career. Yeah, it's what it's starting to sound like. I had him gone from the Giants. Remember Boomer did the over-under 3 p.m. on that Friday or whatever it was? You I had, had the, the under. I had it at like 11 a.m. Yeah, I had the over because to me there was no way over, they were going to cut him without knowing what was going on. Now, over-under yeah. is not one of our segments. That no. Is, that's been no. on this radio station and by the way, staple for years. Over-under was my thing. Wait a minute. Over-under was, a, was right. my thing going back to 2010 – how many ovas are playing in these tennis tournaments? Oh, right. That the, was mine. The, the, the tennis players with the Fugazi name. or not Fugazi? Oh, okay. that's a good one. There you go. There's another one. Fugazi, not Fugazi. Yeah, buzz, no buzz. Fugazi, not Fugazi. Hey, good for you. We got three segments here on the hey, warm-up show, which, by the way, continues and concludes in a moment, and then Boomer and Geo at 6 on the fan. Oh, we got Radio.com Sportsman at first, oh. though, with Amy Lawrence. Oh, oh. 
It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, a couple more minutes till we get you to Boomer and Geo. Uh, a lot going on with the football because of Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, Malcolm Jenkins, Stephen Jackson chiming in. We'll get you the sound coming up about 6.30 or so in the first hour of the Boomer and Geo show. We're also going to get the, I think, the official announcement. We're definitely going to get the vote uh, from the NBA today as they make it official going to Orlando at Disney World to finish up the season and for the playoffs. And uh, baseball still twiddling their thumbs out there trying to figure things out, and they better hurry uh, and do it quickly. Al, what else? I love that recap, Jerry. Well, I mean, that's pretty much. I wrote what's going my on. own. I wrote my own little recap as well during the break. I would you like did. to read mine now. Okay. Everybody hates Drew Brees. The Knicks season is over. Tiki Barber makes a different martini every day. Alicia Silverstone takes baths with her nine-year-old and feeds her kids baby bird style. And Dak Prescott pledges a million dollars for police training. Love it. Boom. There you go. Could There's you, a show. Could you send that to me because I haven't written a thing yet because I'm <laughs> editing sound you want since that? I woke up at 345. <laughs> you want that as your um, uh, as your first update? Uh, yes. I, you know what the first update is going to be? Just all the audio because it's just I have so much to play. Like, I don't, you know, like I haven't written a thing yet because I woke up and I was like hitting the face with this, with all the stuff. And so as you start searching for it, I come across video after video after video, and I've recorded all these videos. I think I got 20, wait, what, 20 cuts to you, Eddie, so far? Something like that. So, like, And there's more that I have to go up and finish once we're done here and be ready at 630. Do you so. think when Drew Brees gets up this morning to get his coffee, he's like, do I go on Twitter? Or <laughs> not go on Twitter. The hell with do Twitter. I not I do. go on Twitter? I throw the phone in the pool. <laughs> That's right. what I do. Wake up. You have 900 messages. We're going old school. If you want to call me, call my house. Yeah. If you even have a house phone. And what percentage of people do you think in this country have a house phone? I think older people still have a house phone. Fair. Uh, the place where I live still has an outlet for an, a house phone. It looks disgusting on the wall because... It's just there. You got to cover it with a picture. Yeah, you got to get a cover. Ooh. You got to hang a photo. Hang a photo. Exactly. I'm going to hang a photo though of an old rotary phone. That's kind of neat. Right? I like that idea because we have that in the kitchen too. It my just... aunt, my aunt and uncle had a rotary phone like Last way year. <laughs> like way deep into when rotary phones were not a thing anymore. I would love to get one of those and show it to my kids and ask them if they know what it is. <laughs> kids. Try to contact me using this rotary. Yeah, a rotary <laughs> phone. Forget it. Right. They'd be pressing the numbers. Like, what's Wake up with here? the expanded warm-up show with Alan Jerry from five to six a.m.